Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good morning, this is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist in New York City, Midtown Manhattan, and I'm bringing to you all things health-related for women. I'm at the horse farm today with my daughters. Joy's the one practicing right now. She's cantering and jumping. Jill already did her lesson. We've been coming here to Baymar Farms for a long time now. Jill is 13 and she came here when she was five. So she's, we've been coming here for eight years. It's a nice farm. Joy's been riding since she was three. Three years old and Joy is nine now. She's doing her lesson right now. They have their old teacher back. They had this teacher, John, for from when Jill was five up to when Jill was 11. And then he left. And they got a new teacher, which they liked a lot. She was great. But apparently she's, she's leaving to go back to school. started late today. I was doing a lot of stuff once we got here today, so I started kind of late. Uh, unfortunately, we're on a time schedule today, so it's looking like um, this is going to be a brief recap. I wanted to do, um, this is, I'm going to talk about Asherman syndrome today. Uh, this is was going to be a recap of the introduction and presentation and then a diagnosis, but think I'll, I'll see how much I can get in before I have to leave today so sorry for the short presentation yesterday it was 18 minutes so today it'll probably be like seven <laughs> we'll see uh, I'll show around the farm a bit while I'm talking so Asherman syndrome is a condition where scarring scar tissue uh, has occurred inside the uterine cavity and caused a um, disruption of the normal function of the uterine cavity or the uterus which is to have normal monthly menstrual cycles and if one wants to get pregnant. That normal function is compromised because of scar tissue which we call adhesive bands, adhesion disease, or synechiae. So the scar tissue um, sticks the two inside walls of the uterus together. So yesterday I stated if you think of the uterus as a mitten, the inside of the mitten is scarred up and then they get stuck together or almost like a grilled cheese sandwich where the walls of the uterus are the, is the bread and then the cheese is the scar tissue. 
Now it can be completely solid like a slice of cheese or it can be pockmarked like a slice of Swiss cheese and everywhere you have the um, the holes in the Swiss cheese is normal lining of the uterus but other than where the holes are the the walls of the uterus or the layers of the bread are stuck together and it prevents the uterine lining from building up normally to have a menstrual cycle the tissue or the blood that builds up to cause a menstrual cycle does not normally occur because that functional layer of the endometrium which is the lining of the uterus the endometrium it does not build up and then obviously because it does not build up it does not come out either so um, there isn't a normal menstrual cycle so with Asherman syndrome it is predominant it will predominantly manifest as a lack of menstrual cycles or spotty menstrual cycles or um, just pain cramping instead of the menstrual cycle or severe pain or cramping with the spotty menstrual cycles and uh, if someone's trying to get pregnant it will usually manifest as infertility as infertility or frequent miscarries because perhaps she's able to get pregnant in the tiny little spot of normal uterine tissue that's left there the little pockmark from the Swiss cheese but then the uterus can't normally expand, the pregnancy can't normally expand, and then she miscarries. So Asherman syndrome is a rare uh, occurrence. It occurs approximately 1.5% of infertility women, infertility patients, have Asherman syndrome. And the degree of occurrence is um, predominantly unknown, and it can span from potentially um, the one one percent up to even forty percent of women after certain disease manifestations and surgeries and procedures so the most common scenario that will cause that scar tissue is uh, an infection with chlamydia or gonorrhea because they're highly inflammatory infections that ascend um, on their own can ascend into the uterus and out through the fallopian tubes cause a pelvic inflammatory disease PID they can cause um, a pus filled infection in the uterus uh, a purulent or suppurative intrauterine infection it's called a pyometra or um, an acute endometritis and the body reacts or responds to that infectious inflammatory environment by trying to fight it and trying to heal and it heals the scar tissue uh, another way that one can um, produce or can get Ashman syndrome is from an infection or inflammation due to tuberculosis or schistomyciasis which is uh, an amoebic disease uh, those are most commonly in underdeveloped worlds uh, surgery is a second tier potential here in the states and other modern countries uh, surgery after a miscarriage or if there's an incomplete miscarriage where there's a lot of bleeding because there's tissue still stuck on the the walls of the uterus we do a curatage or scraping and that scraping for some patients may occur a little too vigorously and remove that 
basal layer of the endometrial lining, which is a supporting layer that provides the blood flow and nutrition, nutrient and everything to the um, overlying functional layer that causes that forms the menstrual cycle. Uh, so after a curettage, a DNC, or especially if someone has a, a scraping, either from a miscarriage or from an, an abortion, a termination, if she gets an infection afterwards, either she has intercourse while she's still bleeding after a procedure like that, that will push uh, bloody bacteria into the uterus. It's a freshly um, operated or manipulated lining that can cause it, and uh, even without having a surgery, um, one can get an infection in the uterus from having intercourse during the menstrual cycle or douching too close after the menstrual cycle. Um, surgeries to remove fibroids is a big risk factor potentially, especially if the fibroids traverse the entire wall of the uterus. So they pooch into the cavity of the uterus, so they're submucosal, and they go all the way through the wall of the uterus intramural and stick out from the, the skin underlying the uterus, the subserosal. So if they're plucked out or removed, they they enter the cavity of the uterus, they're going to disrupt and potentially remove the, that basal layer and cause scarring. Uh, so those are some of the, the biggest um, factors which go into setting someone up to get Asherman syndrome, which is a removal or destruction of that basal layer of the uterus. And then through healing, natural he way the body heals, it's going to cause scar tissue. And that scar tissue or adhesive band, snakey, they stick the, the two walls of the uterus together. Uh, the signs will be either a lack of menstrual cycles or very little menstrual cycles, but with the normal menstrual symptoms and either normal pain cramping or severe pain or cramping. And then an, um, I guess the secondary sign would be infertility. And then thirdly, it would be frequent miscarriage, multiple miscarriages. Uh, the way we diagnose Asherman syndrome is through history. Index of suspicion is what that's called. And then uh, through an ultrasound to see if there's potentially a mass or growth that's blocking or preventing the cycles or causing the miscarriages. And then usually the second test will be a special x-ray where fluid dye or what we call contrast medium is injected into the uterus it's very opaque so on next x-ray it shows up bright and then we can see if that fluid flows normally through the uterus and out through the fallopian tubes or if it shows blockages or pock marks where the cavity is not normally open it's closed that test is called an hsg or a hysterosalpingogram and then ultimately, if the hysterosalpingogram is abnormal, it shows blockage or an abnormal or an uneven or an irregular pattern of flow in the uterus, which will indicate scar tissue or lack of a normal opening or cavity in the uterus, then a hysteroscopy, so surgery, day surgery is performed. The hysteroscope is, a lar is basically just a camera and we put the camera into the uterus to visualize the uterus. Some people will do the hysteroscopy just by itself, 
most people will do a hysteroscopy and a laparoscopy, which is putting the camera into the belly, look so that you can look into the pelvis, make sure there's nothing on the outside of the pelvis or potentially scar that's pulling the uterus, weird angulations or weird um, um, deformations, and then the camera inside the uterus to visualize the scar tissue. And then obviously the scar tissue has to be broken up. So there are lots of ways to cut or to open the uterus. You can do it with heat, laser, um, burning with bipolar or monopolar it's called. Most people will just use the equivalent of a, a scalpel or scissors. So we call that, because there isn't any heat associated with it, we call that cold knife. So through the camera, we have tiny little scissors. They're about the size of your, th your thumbnail. Anywhere from your pinky nail to your thumbnail. If they're normally cut, they're not long. And then those scissors are used to, to cut midline to break up the it stuck walls. And then the camera on the outside is used to make sure that the scissors aren't cutting too deep and actually going through the uterus or getting too close to the uterus. You can see that from the light inside. So I'm going to stop right there with the signs and symptoms, the risk factors, and uh, the diagnosis of Ashman syndrome, a rare but what can be potentially devastating um, syndrome or occurrence or disease for women with fertility problems. Sorry for the short presentation today. Um, I'm on a time constraint. Next presentation, I'll be back with the conclusion, do a brief recap, and then how we actually treat. So that's the diagnosis, that's the treatment, and then the follow-up to the treatment. Uh, thank you for joining me here at GYN Corner. Uh, please, please click the like button and click the follow and subscribe button so you can get heads up on when and what I'm presenting. And please place comments with questions, suggestions for presentations. I'd love some suggestions. And um, also check out our YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is called GYN Corner. And click the like and follow buttons there. I don't have many people watching me on YouTube. Don't have many people watching me on Facebook either. I think we're around 100 or so on Facebook. I think it's like 110 or something like that last I checked. We're only around, I think, 13. I checked yesterday when I was on the YouTube. We're around 13 on YouTube. So let's get the YouTube numbers up, up, and away. And uh, please check out the podcast. We're on eight different platforms uh, for the podcast. The most popular, I suppose, is the Apple iTunes. And then please place a review. Let others know it, that you watch GYN Corner. It's a cool thing to do. <laughs> and, to the, and let others know what you like about GYN Corner. Thanks again for uh, watching and have a great rest of your weekend. Bye! Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. All things health-related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.